Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. It is Friday morning. This is a uh, special edition of the Jerry Callahan Show. It's been 24 hours or so since uh, suicide bombers uh, blew themselves up and killed 13 American servicemen, uh, 12 Marines and one Navy corpsman. They also happened to kill 90 or so locals, a bunch of kids, a bunch of women, a whole lot of innocent people. Um, it's It was seven hours later that our president actually uh, crawled out of bed and uh, made a statement, which was truly remarkable. We'll get to that. We, we, we do have many, many questions. Um, and I guess the first question would be, who's instructing him? Isn't that, shouldn't that be... But every Republican in the Senate, every Republican in Congress, every media member who's actually doing their job, shouldn't that be the number one question you're asking of Joe Biden or Jen Psaki or anybody else in the administration? Who's instructing him? He actually said that he had a list of uh, reporters that he was instructed to call on. This is the president of the United States. Granted, he's, uh, he's, he's very shaky. Granted, he is not fit for the office. We all know that. I don't care who you are. I don't care what kind of uh, Democrat liberal supporter you are. You saw a man who's clearly not fit for the office. He is just not. I can give you a list of things right now for which he could, he should be impeached uh, uh, or he should resign. It's clear to everybody that the job is too big for him. Maybe he could have done the job 20 years ago when he was running, 30 years ago, first running. He can't now. He's just not able to do it. That press press conference, because he did take questions, he even called on Peter Ducey, and we'll get to that. That was perhaps the most disturbing uh, appearance our president has made in his eight months. He was shaky. He was slow. He was tired. He was incoherent. He was fake crying. He was talking again about his son, Bo, his late son, Bo, how often is he going to use him? And he was telling us that uh, he was instructed by somebody behind the scenes, instructed on what to do or what to say. Is that is that Dr. Jill? Is that Barack Obama? Is that Susan Rice? Is that Ron Klain? I think the country has a right to know who the hell is calling the shots because they're really, really screwing up. They are costing lives, American lives, um, our allies' lives. Whoever is behind the scenes pulling the strings, I think we have a right to know. I think we need to know. That person needs to be called out. Those people 
need to be called out. You can't have this empty husk of a man go out there and pretend that he's in control. Um, I mean, there, there were so many, uh, there's just so many missteps, so much here that is beyond embarrassing. It's dangerous. This guy is dangerous. There are, again, 13, there are 12 dead Marines, a dead Navy corpsman. That never should have happened. And as soon as I say anything, as soon as I tweet anything, or uh, you, you immediately, ah, what about Trump? What about Trump? Trump, Trump. Here's all I'm going to say. The laziest uh, argument. The laziest argument. It's it's beyond lazy. It's it's false. It's dishonest. They know this wouldn't have happened under Trump. Everyone knows that Trump would not have done this. I can I could make the case is simply. I mean, hell, it wouldn't have happened under, you know, President Jerry Callahan wouldn't have taken the troops out before they take uh, took out the civilians. They wouldn't have shut down Bagram Air Force Base, which is going to be a scandal. Bagram was shut down because Biden insisted on lowering the troop levels so low that they couldn't man it. They didn't, they didn't close it because it didn't have a strategic purpose. Of course it did, as we now see. I mean, they're, they, 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 they decide to do this entire evacuation from an airport that has one runway that's in the middle of a city of four million people and, and, and a lot of chaos, as we saw yesterday. I got so many friggin' questions and so many... Uh, <laughs> Uh, just uh, so so much to criticize here. Do you know that they not only blew up the two suicide bombers, but then they opened fire? This is right outside of Kabul airport. This is a place where we have, I don't know, six, 7,000 Marines. They opened fire on civilians and our Marines. And as far as I can tell, Carano, and I'm, I'm reading everything I could find. I am watching everything there is to watch. And I, as far as I know, we didn't fire back. I mean, we weren't ready for these maggots, these these Islamic terrorist maggots to attack. All we heard yesterday, I mean, we were doing our show and you were getting these little crawls on the news saying, yeah. uh, alert, <clears throat> uh, the U.S. government is uh, warning people to stay away from the airport. They flat out said, get away, <clears throat> get away from the airport. Intelligence says there will be an attack. So there was an attack and... They blew themselves up. They killed more than 100 people, kids, women, uh, Marines. And then they, uh, I don't know if these were our weapons, because God knows we gave them 600,000 uh, rifles and, and, and AK-47s and AR-15s um, or, or whatever. We gave them weapons of war. They opened fire. Now, that was 24 hours ago. And I'm, I don't think you're. it's being you know, uh, uh, you know a warmonger or being a being a, a cowboy to say, why have we not fired back? Do we, I mean, did we give them every, did we give them all our AC 130s? Do, do we have no way to, 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 to fire back? This is, this is madness. Well, and how this do you not, insane. how do you not, how do you not know that it's coming? I mean, we have satellites. They, did. they knew it was coming. We Apparently have... they, they told the civilians, they told the Americans get away from the airport. <laughs> and yet, and yet we have 13 Marines or, uh, 12 Marines and a Navy corpsman, we leave them in harm's way. Can I just review quickly? Because this is just uh, what Trump got impeached for. He got impeached for a perfectly appropriate phone call to Ukraine to ask them to look into the corruption of the Biden family, which we all know was right out in the open. We even have uh, a, a video of Joe Biden admitting that he pressured him to 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 
to fire the prosecutor who was looking into his son's dirty dealings. That's one. The other one was when he made a speech on January 6th and said, go to the Capitol and protest peacefully and patriotically. That's it. Uh, he got a peach for that, too. You know what What our president, our, our, not the commander in chief, again, an empty shell of a man uh, who is not in charge. But anyway, you know what he's done? He First of all, he ordered the withdrawal, ordered the troops out before the civilians, before the, the, the citizens. He gave up Bagram Air Force Base. He gave the Taliban $85 billion worth of U.S. military hardware. He gave them Black Hawk choppers. He gave them... Again, 600,000 rifles and, and, and drones and, and night vision. Goggles. He gave that to the enemy. That's just a start. Here's what we just learned yesterday, which would be uh, impeachable grounds for impeachment by any standard. I, I realize the Democrats control the House and the Senate, and they have no standards. They don't care that, that their president has done this, has, has, has placed, has cost Marines their lives. That's what he's done. He's cost young. And we're going to find out today, tomorrow, who these guys are. All male, by the way. They, I don't think they, we, we can celebrate diversity because all the Marines, I believe, were all male. We're going to find out there, you know, 25-year-old studs, you know, medal winners, all just, just great, great Americans out there protecting other people. But they shouldn't have been there. They shouldn't have been there defenseless for some psycho Islamic terrorist to blow them up and end their lives the blood of all of them, all of them is on Joe Biden, but not just Joe, Joe Biden. It's on the person who's actually making the call behind the scenes. But he closed Bagram. He ordered the withdrawal before getting people out. He gave our weapons to the Taliban. And yesterday, and this was so mind boggling, and everyone kind of picked up on it, even a few Democrats, the madness of having you have the Taliban working security, the Taliban, our sworn enemy, these savages, these sixth century stone age barbarians are working security. And, 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 they, and by the way, how'd they do? How'd they do? Oh, they did. They bad. work in security. <laughs> they did, they did, and, I saw a 140 as a casualty count so far. 140. We're up to 140. And you're going to find out soon how many women, how many children, all of them. Innocence, as far as we know, oh, except for the two suicide bombers. So Taliban's work in security, they know these people. They know these ISIS-K people because they ISIS-K are former Taliban. Taliban wasn't quite extreme enough for them, so they formed their own group. But they know them. They made it through the perimeter, which was guarded by the Taliban. How did Taliban, how did the Taliban security do, Joe? Well, how do you think they did? Suicide bombers get through, but so do gunmen who open fire on the crowd after the bombs go off. And after this, after this happens, the general, that this, this, this idiot Frank McKenzie, says, uh, yeah, we're working with the Taliban and admits we're giving them the names of American citizens. And which is just I mean, that, as if that's not mind boggling enough. We're giving them names of American citizens in Kabul still and our allies, Afghan allies. We are giving them, and somebody dubbed it a kill list. Uh, we're giving them a list in case they weren't sure who they wanted to take hostage when they, you know, when this turns into a hostage situation, they got a list, they got names. And to me, 
what, what, what do you think the Taliban's going to do with a list of our Afghan allies? You know, translators, interpreters, collaborators. You think they're going to get them a, a police escort to the runway, to the, to the tarmac? This is uh, just blows my mind that there wasn't, you know, national outrage when they admitted this. Biden admitted it at, at, this, at this totally incoherent press conference. He admitted we gave names of our people, U.S. citizens, to the enemy because the enemies, I mean, they're bad, but they're not as bad as those other guys, you know. They're bad, they're, they're, but they're handling security. Uh, they're the ones that let the suicide bomber through to blow up 140 people. But, you know, they can be reasoned with. We're negotiating with them. How the hell is that not, that mean grounds for impeachment? Um. That's that's grounds for court martial, impeachment, criminal charges. This is this is so out of control. The only thing Biden has going for him is that half the country still hates Trump. So they say, yeah, but Trump did this. And Trump, Trump, this this is not the deal Trump made. There, there, there's there's uh, there's conditions on the deal Trump made. He's not pulling every uh, Marine and soldier out before the citizens. He's not. Trump didn't agree to give him eighty five million, eighty five billion dollars worth of our uh our weapons he didn't agree to that he didn't agree to close bagram and focus everything on kabul this deal is so insane and it was bad enough as we you, you and i talked about for days it was bad enough before it got 13 of our uh, our best and brightest blown up and murdered yesterday and then this bumbling stumbling fool comes out Seven hours later, seven hours. Do you realize Boris Johnson, uh, uh, Prime Minister of Great Britain, right. came out and made a statement before Joe Biden oh, came out and, and made geez. a statement? You're working me up, Jerry. <laughs> Jesus he, Christ. He, he come, Boris Johnson, <laughs> and these are U.S. Marines, U.S. Navy corpsmen. These aren't British. The British Prime Minister came out and made a statement. He must have been sitting in his office going, when the hell is this old fool going to talk? Okay, I got I got things to do. I'm going to go out and make my statement. I'm not going to wait for you. It's incredible, the callousness. This guy, the idea, and I, I've heard a number of you know, liberals. I, I, by the way, I want to I I brag. I got a lot of liberal followers. I think we got a lot of liberal viewers. They love to hate me and disagree with me, but they come right back at me when I tweet and start talking about, Biden has empathy and compassion. <laughs> empathy. I feel, I've never seen anyone, uh, aside from, you know, like a serial killer, with less empathy. This guy doesn't give a damn. The bombing was a day ago, Jerry. Come on. It was a day ago. <laughs> you, know, you, know people, what, you, you know what? People you, fell from the planes. Ah, that was four or five days you know, ago. You know what he, strikes me is, uh, is uh, I'm sure you, inc you encounter incompetence uh, every day. I mean, I, I tend to, incomp you know, you wherever, in your walk of life, you see people who are not good at their jobs. I've never seen such incompetence from a head of state, ever. I mean, I, so I'm used to seeing corruption. Yes, but never this type of incompetence. And the problem is he's using that, he's playing that Trump card all the time now. He's saying, okay, yes, all this bad stuff is happening, but Trump gave us the deal. That's going to get watered down. The more, like, the more he uses it, the uh, less I mean, effect it's, it's going to have. He, he needs to rely on the utter dishonesty and corruption of the media that, that will not uh, correct him. I mean, hell, they won't even point out thing, the stupid things he says in his press conferences. I mean, do, do you know what he said in the press conference? That he's communicating with his generals by letter, by letter, what? like he's writing them letters. This is the president. If this was, you know, again, 
I'm going to say this every day. I don't care if this was your grandfather or your father, you would take his keys away. Oh yeah. If this was a, your mailman, you would insist that he retire, you know, have a nice retirement, but it's time to go. This guy's not fit to be a, a, a night watchman, you know, at, at some, some office building. He's, he's not fit. He, he's, he's, he's gone. He's, he's too old. He's incoherent. He's not up for the job. He doesn't have the energy that just the tone with which he gave that statement. And just, I just want to say, I mean, where's your passion? Where's your anger? They just blew up 13 of your servicemen, just murdered them in cold blood. And you sound like you're, you know, reading some you know, budget proposal. It's just, it's uncomfortably uh, uh, uncomfortably inept, uncomfortably incompetent, and his defenders will say, "Well, it's good to have a president with 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 uh, empathy and compassion." I'm saying empathy and compassion. He doesn't seem. I mean, it doesn't. He should be full of rage. They just murdered 13. They murdered 140 people, and it's on you. It's your fault. Where's your anger? The idea. And by the way, I, whoever writes the speech, they suck too. Oh yeah. He comes out and says he comes out and says and and maybe it's me but he comes out and says we will not forget, we will not forgive. Who the hell said we were ever going to forgive or forget? This was the day 13 Marines uh, again, 13 servicemen are blown up, murdered in cold blood and he wants to tell people we will not forgive? Who in the hell was saying we should forgive? We will not forget. Do you forget? Uh, do you forget it was 7 hours ago. Who the hell is forgetting? I mean, I understand you put the sign, you know, at 9-11 or at Auschwitz saying never forget. That's because it was you know, 70 years ago. This was seven hours ago. And he's telling people, we're not going to forget. We will hunt you down. Okay. Oh, yeah. We hunt you down. Have you done that yet? Because that would have been a nice thing to do. Like by right now, 24 hours later, we hunted them down. We found them. We killed them. Do you know what else our new ally, the Taliban, did? Do you know what else? These swell guys that, you know, are working security for us now. You know what else they did? They opened the prisons, including one on Bagram. You know who was in those prisons? These ISIS-K scumbags, Al-Qaeda guys, real fanatics. They were doing life. They were murderers. The Taliban let them go. They reconstituted up in the mountains, and they came back and blew up our Marines. Thank you, Joe Biden. There's no way to spin this. There's no way to defend this. Uh, again, I got, you know, the... the the Twitter crowd, and they get nothing beyond, what about Trump? What about Trump? First of all, Trump never, ever would have made this deal. Secondly, Trump would have been accountable. You know Trump would have been f front row center every day. Uh, this this uh, murder happened at 1030 Eastern, I believe. Yes, Trump would have been out in front of the cameras by noon and taken questions for hours, and he would have uh, explained himself, maybe not that, that articulately, Maybe it'd have been a little clumsy, but you know, you would have known who was making the decisions. Trump, and you can blame him for a lot of things. I mean, hell, he kept this Millie clown, this this fool, Millie, who uh, allegedly said Bagram serves no strategic purpose. That's the kind of hack he is, trying to defend Joe Biden, his boss. He said, nah, nah, we don't need Bagram. Oh, no, why would we need Bagram? I mean, it's just nuts. And I think there's a real divide now, a real divide. People like me are losing faith in the military leaders uh, completely, that realizing what kind of hacks they are. And the people, the enlisted guys, the people do the fighting, the Robert O'Neill's and Joey Jones's, if you're following them, if you see them, they're so disgusted. Jesse Kelly, former Marine with Tucker last night, these are people 
who are enraged. They're not saying, we will never forget, we will never forgive. They're saying, as Joey Jones said, and this upset a lot of liberals, he said, uh, the war fighters, the warriors, they're hungry and it's time to let them eat. That sounds a little bellicose, I know, but if this is not, if this not the time to let your finest fighters with your finest weapons go hunt down these scumbags and kill them, when is it? When is it? I mean, we're going to leave. We're going to leave, you know, whatever it is, uh, four days. Everyone out, four days. Then what? Then we just say, hey, Taliban guys, you know, if you catch those guys through open fire and all, could you let us know? Could you drop us a line? Send us a letter and we'll come, you know, we'll come get them. The idea that we're going to leave the country and I don't want to you know, send back in, you know, 50,000 troops leave the country before we get justice for these 13 servicemen. It's, it's madness. It is madness. You, you made the people who, by the way, who harbored Bin Laden, harbored Al Qaeda after nine 11, you made them your ally. When did that freaking happen? You made them your security force. The guys that let everyone out of prison, those guys, the ones that, you know, stone women to death. If they go out without their faces covered, that, that you know, don't let you know women go to school or work or anything else. All these, th- those are your, those are our allies now. We're working with them. The ones, by the way, who said they would not extend the deadline, we're with them now. How the hell did that happen? There's just so much corruption, so much negligence, so much blood on Biden's hands. It's remarkable that he's president today. It should have been like, resign now. And I realize he's got the Trump card to play. No pun intended. The Trump card of uh, the worst. Uh, politician in American history as his VP. By the way, she came back from that trip to Asia that, you know, that to, to, to get up to support for what one of trade deals in Asia while all this, she was in Vietnam. She was in Saigon when this happened, which is the, the irony is thick, but we got to get to some of the, uh, some of the press coverage because it blew my mind how bad he sounded, how bad he looked how, how he said that he had, was instructed to call him reporters. And then I'll give him credit for one thing. I don't think his people, his, his handlers, the puppeteers wanted him to call on Peter Ducey, but he did. Do you think that was on the little card? No, with I don't think so at all. Avoid Ducey is what was on the card, right, but he, I think he went off script. He felt like he wanted to challenge it though. He, he got really confident there for a second. Yeah. He uh, wanted to say, look, I'm, I'm accountable, yeah. which is, which is amazing because Peter Ducey gets around to saying, do you feel like you're responsible? And, oh, yeah, I'm responsible. One breath, he says, oh, yeah, I'm responsible. But don't forget Trump. Don't forget what Trump did. He knows that's what his base, that uh, that's what, you know, the U.S., the mainstream media, that's what they'll do. They will bend over backwards to just blame Trump. But that's get, that's getting harder and harder yeah, to do. Yeah, that's not going to happen forever, no. Uh, so do you they wanna- know in their hearts. They know in their hearts it's not true. They know in their hearts Donald J. Trump would have never allowed this. By the way, neither would... You know, Bill Clinton or uh, you know, Jimmy Carter, you know, neither would I don't think uh, Pete Buttigieg or Amy Klobuchar wouldn't have done this. This is on you, Biden voters, Biden voters, big tech, big media. This is on the people who put him in office, the, 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 the dark forces behind this. This is on you. I mean, you could have uh, granted I, I'm glad we don't have a president, Bernie Sanders, but he wouldn't have done this. Liz Warren wouldn't have done this. Again, Buttigieg or, you know, President uh, Seth Moulton wouldn't have done this. You need a special kind of buffoon, and we got it. 
in the White House, the guy who somehow decided to get the troops out before the people, the guy who left 85 billion in weaponry. That takes that takes real effort to be that incompetent. And there's and it's sad that he's going to be president for one more day because that just means more blood. That means more death, more carnage. That's what's coming. And by the way, they admit it. It's going to get it's going to keep happening. They have intelligence. It's going to keep they're going to keep coming. These ISIS guys who were just, you know, in prison on Bagram a few days ago, they're coming again and again and again. And we're going to leave. And sadly, we're going to leave with our tails between our legs. And it's going to take a special kind of effort for his allies and the media to spin this. But let's listen to this buffoon uh, talk, um, come out, you know, fake cry, talk about Bo, talk about, you know, never forgetting I thought, was I the only, did you think that was bizarre? Never forget, never, we're never going to forgive? No, it's not, it's, not the appropriate, forgive? it's not the appropriate time for that. The appropriate time <laughs> is, this is, this is a dark day uh, for America. We lost our brave service uh, men and women and, and a bunch of innocent folks uh, died and, and my heart goes out to them. That's how you start the thing. It's, it's you, know? you got to be enraged. You have to be enraged. If you're an American, it's not a somber sad, you know, melancholy day. It's a day where you should be infuriated. You should want... He can't He, he can't do that, though. I mean, he caused this issue. He can't come in all fire and brimstone. It's not going to work. He has to show empathy, but he can't do that. He, he can't... He's, he's completely incompetent. Uh, do you want the intro where he uh, talks about the list? Talks about the, the list of... Yeah, the, the instructions? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Here it is. This, this is remarkable. I guess, I, I guess it's not a big deal. Nobody really thinks Biden's in charge, but it is amazing when he says the quiet part out loud. Let's listen. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. All right. Here's what Kelly O'Donnell of NBC should have said. Mr. President. Who the hell gave you a list? Who instructed you to call on me? Just curious. Who? Who is it? Who's instructing the freaking president on who to call on and, and what to say and what to do and what to wear and when to cry? God, this was uncomfortably bad. He, he He's always hiding. Obviously, he's, you know, the year, day before he was, what, five hours late? He's always hiding. He's scared. He's overwhelmed. He doesn't belong in his position. They never should have put him in this position. But he does nothing to reassure the nation. He does nothing to, to, to galvanize people after this tragic day. I mean, I, I guess it's hard when it's your fault. But he, he makes matters worse because you know he's just not fit. You know he's not up for the job. But let's listen to the big mistake he made, which was uh, a calling on Peter Ducey. He, he actually, like, makes a wisecrack. I wouldn't even call it a joke. Like, oh, yeah, the best guy nah, nah, in the media. And I'm like, is that really the time to be playing a little, uh, trying to play a little grab ass with a reporter? A reporter you know is going to ask you a tough question? And and he sure did. But I don't know if you can hear everything from Ducey, but let's listen to uh, the president uh, uh, go back and forth with the uh, Fox News reporter. From the most interesting guy that I know in the press. That's you. Mr. President, there had not been a U.S. service member killed in combat in Afghanistan since February of 2020. You set a deadline, you pulled troops out, you sent troops back in, and now 12 Marines are dead. You said the buck stops with you. Do you bear any responsibility for the way that things have unfolded in the last two weeks? I bear responsibility for 
fundamentally all that's happened of late. But here's the deal. You know, I wish you one day say these things. You know, as well as I do, that a former president made a deal with the Taliban, that he would get all American forces out of Afghanistan by May 1. In return, the commitment was made, and that was a year before. In return, he was given a commitment that the Taliban would continue to attack others, but would not attack any American forces. I'm sorry to stop you right there, but that was the first, like, besides the joke in the beginning, which is ridiculous, and he's talking directly to Peter. It's not like, he's not talking to the world right now. He's talking to this yeah. one guy who he wants to impress. But that statement that the Taliban, we made a deal that the Taliban would continue to attack others, but not U.S. soldiers, is so screwed up. No, it's like, just made up. Just it's just made up. He's just, again, he's so accustomed to the media carrying his water. They'll they they still will. Uh, they will work overtime. You'll see it. The New York Times and MSNBC will spend the weekend trying to explain why this is all Trump's fault. But Peter Ducey is really good here. He he comes right back and says. And he's done this like almost every day. He says it's not about withdrawing. We all for we're all for withdrawing. We're all in. It's the way you did it. It's the way you did it. That's not the way Trump was going to do it. That's not the way, whoever president, you know, Liz Warren would have done it. It's it takes a special kind of buffoon. You are it. You are it, Joe Biden. You. This is all on you. All on you. And I'm I'm be curious to see how he handles it when these. Marines come home and flag grave coffins if they can even do that. It takes, it's, they still haven't identified like half the bodies. They're blown oh, no, up. No, they haven't. They're, they're yeah. They're, no, you know, the women, the children, they don't know uh, yet. They will, or the people that were blown away by machine gun fire after the explosions. Uh, but Ducey, you know, has pressed this day in and day out. It's not about withdrawing. See, their strategy is. Just make it about withdrawing because we all want to withdraw. Gee, you know, and now you hear his his supporters, they'll say, you know, what would you have done differently? And I'm, I'm my answer is simple. I'd have gotten the people out before I got the troops out. I'd have kept Bagram open. I wouldn't have given him any of our weapons. If I couldn't get a, a whatever a armored personnel carry out, I would have blown it up. The idea that we're giving the Taliban, Taliban is like the third best equipped military in the world. It's crazy, now. yeah. <laughs> And, and they got the technology, but do uh, you want to listen yeah. to the rest uh, of Ducey's exchange? Yeah, and, and yeah, here we go. Remember that? I'm, I'm being serious. Uh, no, I, I'm asking you a question. Be, uh, because before... No, 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 wait a minute. I'm asking you a question. Is that, is that accurate, the best of you or not? What? I don't think it's the issue that... Do you think that people have an issue with pulling out of Afghanistan or just the way that things have happened? And so I'm sorry to stop you right there, too, but just just so the people know. So Ducey says, well, you're the president right now, basically. And uh, Biden starts to argue back and then bows his head. And the crazy thing is the C-SPAN feed that this was live on brought the camera away from President Biden and put it on Ducey. So we don't see his reaction, but we did see it from another angle. So I spliced these two together. I'll tweet it out later. Biden, when that happens, he gets so exasperated that he bows his head for like five seconds. I know, and that image, that image went viral, though. The, the it still did. Image, yeah, it you know, did. His head hanging down because a reporter, again, not one of his manservants from you know NBC or CBS or NPR, Peter Ducey, the the only real reporter in the room, day in and day out, um, asks a perfectly appropriate question. Absolutely. And, 
again, he was instructed to not call on him. So I guess Biden screwed up again. But that image, that reaction of him bowing his head because, oh, I don't know, I got asked a tough question on the same day that 13 servicemen gave their lives that another a couple of uh, another 15 or 16 are, are, are wounded. And this this pathetic husk of a man can't handle a tough, not even a tough question, a good question. It's your job. A good question. Yeah, I take full responsibility, but you know what that last uh, administration did. They didn't do this. They didn't leave these people as, as, as targets, shooting targets for uh, for ISIS-K or Taliban or any other Islamic uh, extremist thug. That was you. That's all on you. This was uncomfortable to watch. He, as always, he shuffled off in the old man shuffle. Uh, as the questions were still coming at him, uh, if that's Trump, he'd still be standing there answering questions and they'd all be hostile questions and he wouldn't be bowing his head and fake crying. God, I'm so disgusted. I don't know how people like, you know, veterans or people who, who have loved ones in the service or, you know, in, in, the, in, in Kabul. I mean, there's still whatever, 6,000 Marines there. They don't then kill them all. And not only do they have to see, do they have to bury their comrade? They can't do anything about it. You think they're going to let them... You think they're going to let those dogs hunt? Those those hungry warriors, they're going to let them eat? As Joey Jones said, I don't think so. Biden is is just, right now he's a scared. He's a scared old man. He just wants to get it out, get this over with, let the media do his spin. But all right, we will uh, we'll be talking about that again. Um, talking sure, about yeah. this again I'm next sure. week. God knows. I, I fear for everybody in Kabul's Marines. You know, the U.S. citizens, allies, because you don't have a commander in chief who has your back. You don't. You don't. It's sad. But right, we, we got to get to one other thing before we wrap up this mini pod, this special weekend Callahan show. Uh, this went this was completely overshadowed. Um, but last night we mentioned this yesterday. Michael Byrd, the cop who shot Ashley Babbitt in the throat, uh, sat down with Lester Holt. And it was if there's ever, if, there's, if you ever want to understand the two-tier justice system, the two systems of justice, those, the the system of justice for those who are on the side of the Biden regime, and those and the ones for those who aren't, this is the greatest example ever. Let's boil it down: a cop, a Capitol police officer who's had, who's been in trouble before for mishandling his weapon, shot an unarmed female protester. She's five foot two inches. She's an Air Force veteran. She was trying to climb through a window. He could have shoved her, pushed her, smacked her, whatever. He could have. He could have asked. Uh, the, 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 there were a bunch of other cops with guns right around her. I mean, that's how crazy this was. He shot at her, and there were these uh, other Capitol Hill police officers armed, lined against the wall right near her. There were a bunch of other protesters. Only one person got murdered that day. That was Ashley Babbitt. Uh, and and none of these protesters had weapons. This guy's life was not threatened. He sits down and he gets exonerated, of course, because she was a, a Trump supporter. She was an enemy of the Biden regime. That's all that matters. Cops can kill unarmed protesters if they're uh, if they're Trump supporters. Just picture this: the cop is uh, whatever a DC cop. The protester is a BLM protester. The protester, an un, unarmed female BLM protester, and the cops. A white guy who's had trouble before with his weapon and shoots her dead, shoots her in the throat. 
She was trying to climb through a window of, I don't know, a courthouse in Portland or a police station in Minneapolis or a, uh, a federal building in D.C. Um, and he shoots her in the throat and kills her. You think there'd be charges? I think we know the answer. Of course there would be charges. This is insane. This guy sat down with Lester Holt and said that he saved countless lives. Quote, unquote, I saved countless lives by shooting an unarmed female protest. What was she going to do? She was going to like take the leg of a chair and just beating Congress people and killing them? I mean, how did that save countless lives? There were a whole bunch of other cops there. It wasn't like... He was the only one that was going to get overrun and then they were going to start, you know, lynching or, or beheading Congress people. These, these myths uh, have just kind of uh, one by one just kind of dissipated in the last seven, eight months. And but this is this is insane. He said he told Lester Holt that he thinks he showed the utmost courage, the utmost courage. We this on a day when Marines are trying to save innocent you know, women and children from these uh, Islamic terrorist savages. And he thinks he showed the utmost courage by panicking and shooting a, a unarmed woman in the throat. This guy's disgusting. I hope, I, I mean, I know I'm sure Ashley Babbitt's family is going to sue and try to get justice, but they never will because she was wearing a red hat. That's what it all comes down to. She was, she didn't have a gun. But she had something much worse. I mean, and, and history has shown us what would happen if if the roles were reversed and this were, you know, um, this were uh, right a BLM protester. We would see riots. We've we've seen it. There would be riots. There'd be oh, there'd be charges. Buildings I mean, would be burning. It'd be, yeah. It'd be so chaos. so we know. Like, there's a definitely definite double standard here. Absolutely. And think of it. In Columbus, Ohio, the guy saved a young black woman's life when he shot the, the knife wielding girl. It was clear. I mean, it was it was heroic. The guy should be winning medals. I mean, he saved a woman's life, black woman's life. And what happened? The media went after him. LeBron James doxed him, literally, like put a target on it and said, you're next. What happened to the cops who shot Jacob Blake, who was an armed felon uh, trying to escape in a car with kids? And they did what they had to do. And they were immediately, you know, the buildings burned, businesses burned, riots in the street, cops. I mean, uh, politicians all saying we have to you know, reform. We need police reform because the cop was doing his job. This guy, this guy doesn't even get a like a a warning. <laughs> he, doesn't get any, he doesn't get a suspension for a week. He why doesn't get he anything. No, he's he, going to get promoted. Why does he have no remorse? That's the thing. I listen to this no, thing. He, he, he does. He does bet. himself no favors with what he says here. He thinks like, oh, I think I did the. You know, I was courageous. Like I saved lives. Whatever. Like that's such a bullshit response. Even that if you a, think that you did the right thing, you you should say. I caused the death of this woman and that sucks. That'll forever. I, if it were me, it would haunt me for the rest of my, even if I were right. right, someone were breaking into my home and regardless, and I'm afraid, for, you know, my job is to protect my family, protect my wife. Someone breaks into my home. I'm going to shoot them and I'm going to feel terrible about it afterwards though. I may have feel like I've done the right thing, but I'm going to have so much remorse for ending someone's life. I'm going to think it to myself. This person could have been a father, a family member, a son, a brother, whatever. I'm going to think about those things. And this asshole does it. He's like, it, oh, I did the right a, thing. Um, I, I, truly, you're right. It's a good point. He's so cold-blooded. I mean, you know when Kavanaugh, the, the hearings for Kavanaugh, a whole bunch of protesters did the same thing. They stormed the Capitol. They went into the Senate chambers. They went up and down the aisles. They accosted senators on the elevators. Yeah. And they didn't have guns, but neither did she. I mean, she, should, should she have been climbing through the window? Of course not. That's trespassing. That's a crime. I just didn't know it was punishable by death, and I didn't know... We were going to like uh, uh, 
commend this guy. I mean, Lester Holt's despicable too. He starts saying, the guy starts complaining about threats he gets on Twitter, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm getting all kinds of threats. You just killed a, a woman, an unarmed woman. You can handle a little Twitter blowback, you you a-hole. And Lester Holt's like, was some of them racist? Oh yeah, yeah, they were racist. Oh, that's awful. Racist tweets. Talking about a dead Air Force veteran. And you're saying, well, you know, he's he's paid a price. He's getting some racist tweets. Just unbelievable. But, you know, there it is. Two systems of justice. And Michael Byrd is off the hook. Off the hook is, and, and I guess nobody is surprised. But I wanted to ask you, who makes the who makes the phone calls to the uh, the servicemen who died in Afghanistan? Do you think Biden does that? Uh, no, they'll have him do one, one or two. And I, I wonder if he'll show up at uh, Joint Base Andrews and, Oh, no, that's not what they come back. Where uh, the coffins come back to, uh, I should know this. Um, when they when they return the flag grape coffins, you know, he should be, Trump would be there. You know that for sure. Yeah. Biden will be there, perhaps. Depends what his instructions are, Carano. You got to get the instructions <laughs> from somebody. But he will fake, you know, fake sympathize, fake empathize. He'll have to do that. But he, he is, in my opinion, he is cold-blooded. How you can't come out. You know, full of rage when your guys just got murdered and it's on you is beyond me. But we'll see what happens over the weekend. We'll see. We've got to get everyone out in uh, four days or else Taliban said there will be no extension. And, you know, there are allies now, so we want to do what they say. Uh, but it's going to get ugly. I don't I mean, it, aren't there more Islamic, you know, psychos out there who are going to try to do this aren't there more potential suicide bombers I mean, you got americans oh, in hide and hiding the, throughout the rest this, of the country i mean yeah they, i mean and if they don't blow up americans they blow up our allies right and, you know it's it, whatever it's all every 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 death is on uh, on biden now and it's sad it's and, and my opinion it's on the people that put him in the office put him in put him in this position clearly he doesn't belong there anyone know everyone knows it but all right that uh, that'll uh, just about do it, Karana. We got this is a big day for us. Yeah. Maybe everybody, maybe everyone doesn't uh, know or appreciate it, but we are on our own now. We are on our own. As we of today. To deal, with, yep. deal with podcast one. Um, it uh, it wasn't really beneficial for us. Um, they didn't do many of the things that uh, they said they were going to do for this show. Uh, and you came in and you took it upon yourself or, you know, certainly with my blessing to get us out of that deal so we could move on to another, uh, another chapter here, turn the page. You did it. Good job. Thank you. We're done. So hopefully you won't hear, uh, too many of those annoying, uh, whatever those ads were at the beginning or, you know, guys, whatever, no. betting online or whatever. The only ads will be the ones that we put in. So it'll be our ads. It'll be our show. We won't be uh, taking orders from uh, somebody in Beverly Hills who didn't give a damn uh, about the, us. The, the thing for me is it just, it's sort of handcuffed. Like I look at this, I, I've said this off air to you. And actually, even when I first started, I sort of, I look at a podcast as like a, as a startup. And, you know, there, there are, in a startup, you think about where are all our revenue streams coming from? And you can do multiple things. I mean, you're a beloved Boston, uh, you know, media veteran. And there are many ways that, that uh, we can have you engage with fans and, and drive revenue for the, for the show. But in the former deal, we weren't really able to do those things. So like no subscription right. stuff, we couldn't really pick local ad. It, it wasn't really feasible for us to do a lot of local ads for revenue reasons and other stuff. So this just um, opens up the possibilities for us, which I'm really excited for. I think 
I mean, I think it's a great podcast. The numbers are growing. Like, you know, people love you. You know, we're making it you sound good. No, I don't blame them. I mean, I know, I know what kind of guy you are, but I just think um, like I'm really excited for this chapter. I think this is this was one of the things that I I was really wanted to do when I started. Well, good job by you. I told you when you started. I said we're stuck with this deal till January one, and you said let me see what I can do, and you went to work and you got out of it, and that is a good thing because we got lots of plans, big plans, and uh, we can't tell you all about them all just yet because right. we're because they're in the works. But they're coming. They're coming. We will be uh, taking this show to to new and exciting places. Oh, uh, I did want to mention, if you don't mind me saying, um, that if – so we are going to do our own ads now, local ads now. So if anybody's interested in advertising with the Jerry Callahan Show, please, you know, re- you can reach out to me on Twitter at Matthew Carano or Matt at the – uh, Matt at the Callahan show.com is my email address now. Matt at the Callahan show.com. Yes. Got, or you can uh, or DM me on DM Twitter me, yeah. or you can uh, message him next week when we're back on, uh, on, the, on, uh, on Facebook, the YouTube. Yep. That's true too. But, uh, but, uh, good. We will leave it there. We'll get, well, there'll be a lot more coming. Trust me. There'll be a lot more coming and it's all good. It's all good. So the numbers are great in my opinion seeing how we got very little help from our former uh former network know, yes former network which was you know they promised a lot of things and didn't deliver but uh, we're all done there we're moving on yeah uh, we're that's that's in the past now it was it was a lot of fun being on adam carolla's show once but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was about all they did for us um and uh, we got a lot more things in in the works and we don't need to check with them which is good, yeah. which is good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, let's leave it there now. I want, by the way, you mentioned this. We should thank our advertisers. Oh yeah, definitely. Concrete, DCU, and everyone else we've had. Um, we're going to be back doing more local ads, and we'll do our best. And these are good people. These are great people because, as we've mentioned many times, and we'll give you some more details next week. They have been harassed nonstop by uh, an activist and his friends. There, those those people, those 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 awful, horrible people, have not gone away. They're not going away, which is one of the reasons we're doing this. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna circumvent them. We're gonna get good people, local people, loyal people that uh, can you know handle it when these scumbags start uh, barraging them uh, with emails and calls. Uh, and uh, we want people who uh, who understand that that this that uh, that these are these are just really, really bad people who are, who've been lying about us and who've been harassing uh, people we work with, people we work for, for years. And I know you've, you've, you're not going to stop us. You're not going to stop us. You said, you said to me a number of times too, like DCU and Shea Concrete have been super loyal, even throughout this with the psychopathic stalkers uh, on, on your tail the whole way through. I know they've been super loyal and that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And they, I mean, believe me, they've come up with new tactics. They got people, they got fake, like fake reporters. Yeah calling them, you know, concerned about things I've said. It's, these are just vile people, you know, and, and they're not stopping, but we're not stopping either. Uh, they're going to come at us and all do different ways, but it doesn't matter. We're going to keep going. And because of great loyal people like DCU and Shay and others, because uh, uh, now that uh, podcast one is out of the picture, we can do our own thing. Yeah. All right. All right, we'll have lots more, lots more details, lots more uh, news, lots more developments next week. Um, this was a special edition of the Callahan Show. We appreciate everybody. We're not, we're not, we're not uh, going live, right? We didn't go live. Nope, didn't. 
didn't go live. We'll be back going live on uh, Facebook and uh, YouTube next week. But uh, this is uh, just our audio. This the a emergency podcast because let's face it, I had to do it. Damn it, I had to do it. People it, were asking people, for it. People demanded it. And if there's anything, if I know anything, it's I I know what the people want. They want they want some good outrage, and I know they share it with me. And it's not going away. We'll be back again ranting on Monday. I promise. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show with, with Matt Carano. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we will talk to you again Monday morning. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.